Welcome to America's Top Rebbitzins. May this class be for Fruwa Shalema, for Eliezer Raphael Leib Benemuna, and also for Golda Bat Rivka. Please click on the subscribe button to subscribe to us on the America's Top Rebbitzins YouTube page, or click follow to follow us on your podcasting app so that you are the first to know when an inspiring new episode is posted. I am so happy to have on our today's show, Rebbitzin Sarah Barish. Sarah is the co-founder of the Chabad Jewish Center of Jupiter, Florida. And the mission of the Chabad Jewish Center is clear. Although Jews may embrace many levels of observance in their personal lives, there should be a place for all Jews, no labels, no affiliations, to develop a sense of community, to enhance the experience of being Jewish, to learn, and to have fun. With tolerance, sincerity, and deeply rooted values, Sarah and her husband, Rabbi Beryl Barish, provide an environment of learning, growth, and nurturing for the community. So thank you so much for being here. Please tell us more about yourself and what you do. Well, uh, we came to Jupiter, Florida um, 18 years ago. Wow. wow. And we just wanted to establish a place where people can get to know their Judaism, their soul, and uh, just wanted to be like a lighthouse. That's actually the symbol of our town. Just oh, a lighthouse, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just to be there for other people to, um, to teach and to uh, spread the light of Judaism and Kabbalah and everything else that comes along with it. It's so beautiful, really, really beautiful. And actually, we're going to be talking today about accessing our neshama, our inner essence. So we're going to get into some of that beauty. Um, I mean, this topic is so important to finding out who we truly are, you know, accessing our neshama, accessing our essence, because Hashem created each and every one of us with a holy, holy soul. Each person, each and every one of us is just so worthy and so valuable simply because we contain a spark of Hashem inside of us. And that spark is our holy neshama. So can you please start off by talking to us about, first of all, what a neshama is and what is its purpose? Well, like you said, um, we're so worthy because we have this neshama, this spark of divinity. Um, in the Hebrew word, the chelak mal, a piece of Hashem from above. And we have this within us. We literally have a spark of divinity, a piece of God within us. So just by virtue of that, um, we are so valuable. And when Hashem dispatched our soul to this world, Hashem gave us this valuable mission. So it just by virtue of the fact that we were born, we have a huge mission. And like I said before, the, the symbol of our town is a lighthouse. A lighthouse sometimes is just there to shine its light. Um, so obviously we have to get in touch with what our purpose is um, and be involved in, in our Torah and mitzvot so that we can connect to our source. The neshama is here, but it literally wants to connect to God and to divinity, to its source. And so when we're involved in, in godly endeavors and our thoughts are aligned with divinity, the soul turns on. And um, it shines so bright and it goes straight through all these outer layers that we have that we've developed throughout life and um, creates this uh, magnetism and this connection. Um, and actually it's this connection that's created through Torah and mitzvahs that um, allows the flow of, of God's love and abundance to just go without any kind of obstacle unimpeded just to flow. 
So what basically what Anushama wants is it wants to be connected to its source. And that just creates such a flow of blessing. Wow. Um, That's so, I love that, 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 you know, when we do Torah and we mitzvahs, we connect ourselves to Hashem. And through that, Hashem flows into us his blessings. And it's just, I love, I love the flowing image. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. I love the Hebrew word Shefa, which is sort of that flow, um, that channel. And sometimes I'll just think of this word, I'll say Shefa, and I'm trying to access that flow um, just in my thoughts. Um, we use um, the, the word Baruch so much in, in our prayers. Um, even when we say, uh, we bless Hashem, when, when we're asked, how are you? You hear a lot, Baruch Hashem. But what it really is, it's really, it's drawing down that deep connection um, because the word um, Baruch comes from the word Bricha. It's connected to the word Bricha, which is a pool. It's, it's a way to channel into this pool. And really what we're trying to do is draw down Hashem's presence. We're trying to create that connection, that magnetism between our soul and our source. And we're trying to draw down Hashem into every element of our life. So before we eat food, we're trying to draw Hashem's um, light. We're trying to expose Hashem's light. So it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to do this in every element of our life. And just to have the, the, the awareness that that's what we're here to do. That's what our neshama is here to do. To be noticed, to be sparkling, to be um, connected. I love that. That's so beautiful. And it's so true. And I don't think, I, I love that you said awareness, because I don't think most of us are walking around aware of this is what's happening. We're so busy getting caught up in the nitty gritty details of life that we're, we just, we forget, you know, not totally forget, but it's just not on the forefront of our minds that we are holy beings. We're sparks of Hashem. We're here to draw Hashem into this world. And we're here to, to elevate him through Torah and through mitzvahs and to help him, you know, to help reveal him in the world, so to speak, you know, through doing Torah yeah. mitzvahs and let his light and love shine through us. Yeah, I think that um, we're aware often that we have a soul. And a lot of times we feel it beaming during special times. And Yom Kippur, whose soul isn't beaming? Um, right. When we go to the Kotel, we can feel it. We can tangibly feel it. Um, when we see a miracle or hear of a miracle story, I heard of a miracle story recently, and I just felt neshama in nature, at the ocean, um, in the mountains. Everybody has a different place where they can literally feel neshama. Um, but we're in the grind, like you said before, and, and the awareness just goes to the back of our mind and we're just not fully conscious of it. And that is actually the design of the world. That's the, the design of creation is that divinity is obscure. Hashem is hidden in this world. Um, it, I love Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, where they were in this world that was divine revelation. They were fully in tune with the divine until what happened um, with the tree. When they ate from the fruit of the tree, everything changed, everything shifted. And it's actually in their skin we can see the difference of what happened before the, the forbidden fruit and after. So before they were um, coated in nail, 
their um, skin was transparent, just like our, our fingernails. That's what's left of it. Um, and their essence and their outer reality was one and the same. They were fully conscious of God. And then by design, by God's design, they ate from this tree and then their skin became opaque and they weren't fully aware. And that um, reflected in the fact that Hashem had to ask them, where are you? Hashem didn't need to know where they were physically, but where are you in your awareness? And their awareness was suddenly not so sharp and, and, and that was expressed by the fact that they suddenly felt shame, blame, guilt, all those feelings that are the opposite of being divinely conscious. So anytime we feel those things, it's the opposite of divine consciousness. It, it actually clogs up the flow of consciousness. And I, I just love that imagery of, of the Garden of Eden because I can feel like it's normal. If, if I had a, a day where I wasn't that conscious of who I am, the fact that I have this pure neshama and the fact that Hashem is with me, um, I know it's normal. But then every time I go back to divine consciousness, I know I'm fulfilling the purpose of creation. It's every time we reveal the hidden and we shed light on the darkness, we are actually fulfilling our soul's purpose. That's so beautifully said. Can you say it, can you say it one more time? Whenever you shed light on, I want to write this down. <laughs> Whenever you shed light on the darkness, we are revealing Hashem's essence and we're fulfilling the purpose of our soul's descent into this world and our soul's mission. And it's interesting that Hashem wanted us to be down here to accomplish that. And that every soul comes down, so it's a descent, and it's for the sake of an ascent. The soul could never have this ascent without having been in this world where its job was to uncover the darkness. I love that you said that because I think it's a really, really important point. Like, for, for example, we human beings are here to to elevate ourselves, to improve our character traits, to improve our mitos. You know, we can work on our faults. We can work on our flaws. But angels can't. Angels are not able to do this. And that's why the angels envy us so much, because we're able to, to have that ascent. We're available to take, you know, our mitos or nishama from a lower point and elevate them, elevate our nishamas through doing mitos, through, through character development, through self-improvement. And the angels are not able to do that. So that's, you know, I just want to point out that point. I think it's so beautiful. Right. right. It's, it's because we're in the trenches, because we're having trouble throughout our day and we're going through struggles and difficulties. Hopefully not that many, but when we're in the trenches, that's how we can elevate. That's how we can uncover the light Beautiful. and grow and expand and stretch and become um, better people. I love that. I love it. And, and life is all about that, for sure, for sure. Um, and as we were saying earlier, each and every one of us was created by Hashem for a specific purpose. So in order to live our life authentically to our fullest potential, we really need to get in, in touch with our deepest self, and we need to find out who we truly are at our core. And every single one of us needs to do that at least once, but hopefully multiple times in our lifetime. So can you please talk to us about how we can access our inner essence so that we can become the person we were really always truly meant to be oh, how can we do that 
Um, I think that just to me, the starting our day, um, starting with our the day, on, um, with the on. I'm getting an echo. Um, you sound <laughs> you're good. I got an echo. Sorry. Um, so the way we start our day in the morning, um, with the Moda'ani prayer, that helps really um, activate this sort of divine consciousness, and that helps us get in touch with our essence. Because, listen, listen to this: the first twenty minutes of our day is when our brain is in the alpha waves, and it's supposed to be the most similar to um, being um, asleep and 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 to reaching our our subconscious. So those 20 minutes are everything. And the fact that we're supposed to start our day with Moda'ani, acknowledging that um, we have a mission, that we have a soul, that God has tremendous compassion for us, starts our day over again, um, and gives up, doesn't hold on to any debts, so to speak, doesn't say, well, yesterday you did this. And no, it's all fresh. It's all new. It's all a new opportunity that helps us get in touch with our essence because we have no time to start um, getting involved in our um, uncertainties, difficulties. We're right away in that mode of I am in touch with my inner essence. I am in touch with the core of who I am. And if we let other things get get to us, the day can start pretty roughly um, because these thoughts will start coming in really fast. But if we stop for a moment and immediately, Moda'ani, I give thanks to you. I acknowledge you. I understand who you are, that you are my source and you are my um, compassionate king and, and you are just there to help uh, propel me into my purpose and my mission. It, it's just game changing to really say this prayer with purpose and with feeling. I love it. So and that really and those who are um, familiar with Moda, Modaani, could you say, just for the the ones who are not familiar, um, can you just please explain a little bit about, about Modaani, like uh, when we say it, you know, just that type of thing. Okay. So before we do anything else, while we're still in our bed while we're hovering somewhere between the subconscious and the conscious, there's a one line prayer that we say, and it jumpstarts our day. And it's basically just acknowledging and surrendering and thanking our creator for restoring our soul with compassion and having for having this enormous faith um, in us and for allowing us to have this enormous faith that we are going to have a restart, a renewal of our day, of our life, actually. So this prayer is just, it's a gem and it's a mantra um, that we can really live our day with throughout the day. And it just opens up this tremendous purpose and this tremendous connection with our true selves with our essence um and ever since i really started saying this prayer with a lot of feeling and intention um it has helped me because i don't know about you but when i um 
wake up, if I want to tune into the aches and pains because I sleep in funny positions while I'm nursing my baby throughout the night, so I can start feel. oh, I don't feel so well, I'm tired, and um, can start thinking about little things that are aggravating you straight in the morning. It's just the trajectory is not so great after that. But if you're pumped up with this um, real connection with our purpose and our soul, it's just completely life-changing. Um, and there are other things that help to have um, in our mind space throughout the day. But for me, Moda'ani just is a springboard. Right, that's perfect. Right, because we start off the day with it. That's exactly how we start off our day. So what better way to start off our day than connecting with our creator and thanking him for restoring his faith in us for restoring life into us because um so it's said that when when we go to sleep it's as if one sixtieth of our soul dies and goes to heaven so we we don't officially die but a part of us does so when we wake up in the morning and we're fully able to wake up we're open open our eyes move it's um a restoration a restoration of hashem's faith in us that he needs us here another day we have we have what to accomplish. We have our life mission. We have our life purpose. We have to work on ourselves. We have the opportunity. We have the opportunity to work on ourselves and to better ourselves. And as we were saying before, to elevate ourselves, you know, going from a descent to an, to an ascent through Torah and mitzvah. So that's really, really beautiful. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I just think that this time window is so impressionable. And it's like when you soak up this information, and it just integrates that message throughout the day. And um, I think that it's funny because when I was in ninth grade, I heard a story from one of my teachers um, and it's a story that stayed with me. And it, it's a very simple story, but the message is just in my brain constantly. And it ties into what Moda'ani is trying to do. And it's a story of a chassid, his name was Rameir of Premishlan. And he was able to make this trek to a mikvah, to uh, a spiritual immersion bath. Um, I, I guess it was water, but he had to trek through very treacherous terrain. And I guess he was older. And so his fellow Hasidim said to him, how do you do this? How, how do you do this without getting hurt, without falling? It's just even a young, fit person would have a lot of trouble and, and wouldn't even take this risk. And he said, and I'll say it in Yiddish because it's just a very um, alive language. And he said, And that means when one is connected from above, we don't fall from below. So when we have this very strong anchor and we're really connected, we're holding on to Hashem from above, the struggles and, and the obstacles that come our way don't let us fall into them. And we literally feel like Hashem is holding on to us. So we, we have our essence, we have Hashem, and there's a lot of disconnect, as we said before, because this world is hidden, godliness. Um, but when we hold on, we're able to get a glimpse into the very obvious godliness. And so just we just have to keep holding on and having the imagery and the consciousness um, in us, the awareness in us. And every person has to have hints that they can 
drawn when they're feeling like they're not connected. We have to have sayings that just jolt us into reality, which is reality is God. <laughs> it's, all, it's like a dream that, you know, that God is hidden. Um, and that's another um, idea behind uh, saying Modani. We're literally trying to awaken from the slumber of the hidden world, the hidden godliness within the world. We're always trying to wake up and, and be aware. Be aware, be aware, wake up, wake up, wake up. And Moda'ani, just that thought throughout the day helps us wake up, wake up, wake up. And don't look at the world as, uh, you know, a, a world where godliness is, is hidden. Reveal, reveal, reveal. Wake up, wake up, wake up. I love that. I love that. And so that really wake up, wake up, wake up could be one of those things that's that we say to ourselves that kind of jolts us into the reality that we are talking about. That really it's Hashem that's reality. So we're waking ourselves up, we're waking up our consciousness to kind of be in tune and aware that Hashem is the real reality. Right. So these pattern interrupts, these words, these phrases from Tanakh, these phrases from uh, Hasidus or whatever gets you moving and jumping but we have to have these phrases in our um, vernacular we have to have them in our brain so that we can interrupt the patterns of daily life so it's time to think about what words really get to you what words can you bring up into your consciousness when you're feeling very run down when you're feeling just unmotivated can you give us a few, if you don't mind, like, just, are there any that you use like that? Moda'ani is one of them. Yes. Um, Shiviti Hashem Lenegdi Tamid, that one is, is great because it's just, um, just ha picturing having God before me always, that Hashem is before me always. Um, uh, let's see. Just that the world was created um, for kindness. That one is is great. Um, just Hashem, Hashem is Hashem is with me. Hashem is with me. It can be your own, but you have to you have to have these ready to go. Um, but to me, Modaani is primary. Um, it just because it has so much love. Um, there's a it, I don't know if it's printed in every sitter, but there's um, definitely in the Nusachari. There's a dot that goes after the word bechemla with, with compassion. That, ha, that, has, um, that Hashem restores my soul to me with compassion. And that dot is something that we have to bring with us throughout the day. That's um, Rabbi, Rabbi Shalom Dovber, who's the Rabbi Rashab. He said this in his youth. He said that we have to spread the dot over the entire day, the dot of Moda'ani, because the service of Moda'ani is required at every moment of the day. Wow. And that, that dot, just so that I can um, clarify, the dot is represents compassion. Is that that's what the dot represents? The, right after the word compassion. So yeah, it yeah. does, because it follows the word compassion. And just spread that dot all over the day. And um, it's just that compassion that Hashem loves us, that Hashem is on our side. Hashem is not, you know, looking at, 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 at the gaps in our life. Hashem is looking at the gains of our life. I love and that. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I think that 
a lot of us have um, this image of Hashem that's not necessarily from our religion, where we we think that Hashem is out to get us and, and instead of this compassionate, loving source. Um, I think it's just so important to, to feel that compassion because that compassion motivates us and it helps us build. It really does. Beautiful. I love that. It, exactly. You know, when you think somebody's out to get you, you don't want to, you kind of withdraw, you kind of go inside yourself. You don't want to, you don't, don't want to build, you don't want to expand. When you feel like somebody, anybody, I mean, we're talking about Hashem here, but even a person, when somebody approaches you with compassion, you kind of start to open up, you start to blossom a little bit and you start to expand a bit and to see what your what opportunities you can bring to the table, what you can offer. And I think it's such a beautiful concept. It really opens you up to your greatness, to stepping into your greatness by realizing your, your true essence of your neshama, which is what we were talking about. I think it fits perfectly. Yeah, the, I love the word that you use, uh, expansion, because yeah. that helps just visualizing that expansion um, helps us. For That's sure. A hundred percent. Um, and I love that you told the story from, from ninth grade. And I just feel like stories help to reinforce certain concepts because we can often relate to each other as human beings. So I just want to ask you if you can please share a story about how being in touch with your inner essence, your authentic self has helped you personally navigate life. So I'm going to share with you something that I use to help um, shine my essence and to help be aware of my essence um, whenever I'm feeling less secure. Um, so this is what I do. I literally take a minute before I walk into a room where I'm going to encounter other people. And I visualize my soul shining. I visualize that my soul has this light and it is shining. And then, and I visualize that when I see another person, I should be able to feel the rays of their neshama. And then I walk into a room. And since in my job, my job is really to connect to others. Um, so, and I'm an introvert, so it's not something that I naturally run around doing. Um, but it just puts me at such an advantage instead of a disadvantage because now I'm connecting on a whole new level. I am accessing my neshama and my soul and we're going to have a soul to soul encounter instead of something that has a lot of layers in the way um, impeding that connection and that purpose. So this is what I do. I, it, it just helps me um, stay in touch with my inner essence because when I have encounters with other people, I want them to be soul to soul and not to have anything that gets in the way of that. So I have to actually take the second to visualize that light because that light isn't tangible. It's, um, it's spiritual. And what happens is, is that um, just like when the water surface reflects the image of the face that looks into it, that's what happens with the heart. And that's what happens with the soul. When, when you are coming to other people from a soul space, they're going to come to you from a soul space. And it just helps you look at other people from a whole different vantage point. So that's like my secret tool that I only discovered later on. Um, but it, 
it changed everything for me if I'm able to to do that because then there's there's no more um, insecurity and nothing gets in the way. The channel is clear. Wow. Um, but another thing, another thing that I do also is um, breathing because Hashem um, breathed our neshama into us. And actually the word for soul neshama comes, is related to the word neshima, which means breath. That's how we got our soul with the breath. So breathing is a great exercise and it, it really helps us get in touch with our neshama. Just by taking that deep breath, we're doing something very physical and it's something, it's a breath, breathing is something that we're doing without even realizing and yet we can control our breath. We do realize it. So it kind of marries the conscious with the subconscious. And so it's a great tool to be able to um, be conscious of our soul and our higher purpose. I love that. I, I do. I, I, also, I also connect with the concept of breathing because the breathing, as you said, it, it unites the physical with the spiritual, the body and the soul, the breathing, because you're, you're physically, physically breathing. But when you do that, you're connecting with your neshama and you're also calming yourself down. So you could do what you said in the first part. You can really open up your soul. You can really picture up your soul opening and shining your light and connecting with the souls of the other people in the room when you're going in to give a class or to meet with a person. It's such a strong visual that you that you presented because, you know, as an introvert, a lot of us are closed off. We, we're shy. We don't want to talk. And, you know, I get it. It's the personality of an introvert. It's, you know, it's totally understandable. But like when you when you mentally open visualize, visualize yourself opening up like that, it puts you into such a real and such an authentic position, you approach other people from realness, from authenticity, not from a facade. You're able to deeply, deeply connect with them on a, on a, on a real level, on a human to human, person to person, and soul to soul level. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I just wanted it's to- It's so powerful. Yes. And it just gets rid of any of the petty things involved in any sort of social interaction. Yes. And it, it just puts you in a much better, more powerful space to be able to engage with people in, in that way with your soul awareness turned on. I love that. I love it. That was so beautiful and so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rebbits and Sarah, for joining us on America's Top Rebbitsons. We really learned a lot today and we enjoyed having you on the show. And may today's class be for Rafua Shalema, for Eliezer, Raphael Leib, and Amuna, and also for Golda Bat Rifka. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Amen.